Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Luke Charlton. Luke is the founder of LukeCharlton.com and is an advertising specialist for coaches dedicated to empowering others to acquire high-paying clients through strategic paid advertising. With over eight years of marketing experience, Luke has helped coaches grow their businesses with paid advertising and unveil the secret of attracting numerous clients with just a 15-minute email. Luke's guidance has proven successful for over 4,000 coaches, earning him recognition in esteemed publications like Six Figure Coaching and collaborations with renowned ad agencies. Having invested $16 million in advertising and generating over $50 million in sales, Luke's expertise in copywriting and marketing has benefited industry experts like Bob Proctor, Mike Dilliard, Neil Patel, and many more. With his proven methods and many success stories, Luke is an invaluable resource for individuals seeking unparalleled growth in the online business landscape. Today, Luke and I are going to be chatting about how to drive better results with paid advertising. We'll learn what works from Luke's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses miss the mark. Luke. Welcome. So happy to have you here today. Super excited to be here, Stacey. Well, I would love to start off specifically with you, how you mm -hmm. got here today, because you have a long journey that does not originate in advertising. No, no, it starts in in the public service. In the, So I'm from Canberra. I don't live there anymore. Canberra is the capital of Australia. And um, it's kind of like Washington, D.C., where it's just like a government town and everyone works government jobs and that's what I did um I was with the AFP which is like basically the the FBI of Australia is the AFP so I was working with them in computer stuff and I that was I left there exactly 10 years ago to this month exactly 10 years ago so I've been I've been a um job free for 10 years which is pretty cool um but yeah I just you know I I would go and a bunch of different kind of full-time jobs and the first six months would be great. And then after that, it became very monotonous. And I, at the time I didn't realize why mm -hmm. looking back, I knew it was because I just, the growth stopped. Right. And then the only way to move up in the company or not company, the, the, the government is basically if someone dies or if someone retires. So you're, right. you're basically waiting like a decade to move up in any position. And um, so I thought, you know, this is not for me. And I, I quit. I moved to London this 10 years ago now and to become a coach. And I failed miserably that first year and had to come back to Australia because yeah. I ran out of money. I was in a lot of debt. Um, basically, my marketing strategy then, because I didn't know anything about business, was just like throw spaghetti on the wall and and see what's see what stuck and, and nothing stuck. So I um went came back home in a lot of debt. And um that kind of I made to take a couple steps back and realize, okay, what I was doing, just doing a bunch of different things was not working. Let me figure out what other successful coaches and entrepreneurs have done to be successful. And that's what led me to um, more of the fundamentals of business. I realized what I was doing in the beginning that was not great was just chasing bright, shiny objects, which we do a lot of the time as coaches or entrepreneurs. We're just right. like, look at the latest, like oh, AI is the big thing now, right? Use AI to grow your business. Yeah. And um and that's what I was doing. I realized what most of the successful people were doing or uh, had done in the past was they focus on the boring stuff that everyone kind of knows you should be doing, but don't really do it. Or you just kind of half ask it, which is like 
step one is to know you. I mean, we can go through these, but you know, know your market really well. You know, pick a niche, know your market, and that's the first step. And before you even think about your product, see, most of us like we have a great program or a great product, and we we try and talk about all the features and stuff and think that that's going to be what draws people in, but it's, it's not, it's like what the market actually wants. So we have to learn the market and we have to learn how our product fit or program fits in with that market. So anyway, the boring fundamentals like research and learning copywriting and, but I, I love copywriting. Anyway. So I, I went on, that, that's what led me to copywriting. And I realized I had a kind of a natural talent for that. And then I applied that to, to advertising because I hated the organic strategies. That's one of my big things from London is I hated, I was pounding, the, literally pounding the pavement towards the end of my time. They're like knocking on restaurant doors to try and sell like mobile apps because I just hadn't, oh, and I was a coach, right? And now I'm going trying to like, that was, and I was in, trying to do, sell MLM pain patches. I got so desperate. I was just trying to sell all these different things to make money. Pain um, patches, huh? Yeah, yeah. I actually have some. Far away the, from that. Yeah, yeah. I actually have some in the cupboard still here. They might work really well. They apparently are quite amazing. I can sell you some if you want. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, the journey was going back to the fundamentals, learning those. I studied those for years, like copywriting fundamentals, marketing fundamentals, particularly copywriting, getting very deep in that. And then I started applying that to advertising because, um, as I said, I hated the organic strategies. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was back in two thousand. 15, I started learning advertising. I joined it. Um, I worked as like a contractor for this advertising agency and this guy became my mentor. So I, I literally went from spending 20 bucks a day on my own ads to like over a hundred thousand dollars a month, like literally overnight. I was just thrown in the deep end um, with this guy named Jason Hornung. And I learned pretty much most of what I know f- with advertising through Jason and his frameworks. And then I applied my copywriting to, to what I learned with Jason on how to scale campaigns. And then through Jason, I was able to write copy for Neil Patel and Bob Proctor and Mike Dillon, all these all these other amazing coaches. So that was back in 2016, left Jason in 2018. I've been running my own agency since then. So that's what about seven years I've been running paid ads for. So, but here throughout that whole time, I don't even care about like what the latest AI thing is. I, I don't look at what's new with Facebook. I don't look at all the different new placements or the new hacks or anything like that. I literally like all I focus on is what does the market want? And then, you know, create a really great message or great offer for that market. As long as I do that, my campaigns convert and I don't have to worry about all of the bright, shiny stuff. So I'm not the guy of like, what's the latest and greatest, but my campaigns convert. So that's why clients come to, <laughs> clients come to see me. Do you think there's much difference? So, you know, your specialty is with coaches. Do you think there's really much yeah. difference in what you do for coaches versus for services or agencies or well, yeah. So when I say coaches, like high ticket services, I generally help as well. So like you, like accountants, financial advisors, financial planners, those. So any type of service-based business is like where I am. But yeah, e-commerce, I mean, it's all the same. The fundamentals are all the same. It's number one, you start with the, it's just business, right? So businesses, you start with the market. It's always market first. Like the people that are actually buying your program or your product, you have to know them inside and out. That's whether you're in e-commerce or whether you're in a coach or whether you're an accountant, you have to know who you're selling to, what they want, what are their problems that you're solving? What are their fears, their frustrations? Once you know your market inside and out, it's the avatar of all heard of the avatar, right? All the stuff that we know we should be doing. So after you craft your avatar and you and you research that market, then you communicate your offer could be an e-commerce product, program, whatever it is, in a way that links up with those frustrations and those challenges, right? This is the whole, 
give them what they want or was it sell them what they want and give them what they actually mm-hmm. need, right? Sell them what they want, which is the result, which might be, hey, I'd love to get more dates for, you know, get more dates or I'd love to help fix my marriage or I would love to lose weight, whatever that result is. So sell them what they want, which is the the result, mm-hmm. the outcome is generally what that means. And then give them what they need. That's where you give them the program or that's where you give them the, the e-commerce product. And, and that's where you would explain how this thing that you have helps them get that result that they want. So that's all marketing is really. It's it's pretty straightforward, but we we kind of um we complicate it because we're so we know our product or our program so well, we're so deep in our in our own product and product, we tend to just blow it out the features and and because we, we know the features are so cool. Then there's that's where there's like the lost in translation. The, the prospect doesn't really understand how does how does that feature actually help me get get what I want. And right. so this is this is essentially why people hire me is because I can help make that 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 I can help kind of be the um what's the person who translates translator <laughs> marketing translator I guess I think it's really yeah. easy for businesses coaches entrepreneurs owners whomever it might be to get kind of you know your stuff you know yeah. that what you're doing is great you know that it solves problems and it's really easy to jump from a to like maybe like S or T in the alphabet and miss a whole lot of filling in the blanks. Like just go really deep in the subject. Yeah. And and like, you just, you're like, you gloss over the parts that people actually need as the building blocks to understand what you're even offering. Well, the other thing is we, we tell them everything, right? We, we just like overwhelm them with information I'm good at that. and their head just like explodes. And this is one of the things that I struggled with for so many years. Yeah. I love like web, like I used to get clients with webinars. I don't really do that anymore, but I love webinars because you just, that, that web tool of a webinar, it, it attracts people, like it's a lead generation and a conversion tool all, all in one. That's like why I loved it. But what I would do a lot of the time was teach way too much, right? Just teach, 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 go in a lot of, a lot of detail. And that just overwhelms people. So what we have to do is we have like, it's it's quite hard. You have to go back to when you first learned the subject and you just have to do real like the basics, so basic when you're teaching introducing them into your subject that it's like to you, it feels like this is not valuable at all because you know your subject so well. It's like, how could anyone get value out of this? Um, you know, me explaining the the product this way. But here's the thing, and this is actually I was telling clients the other day, you know, just introducing someone to uh a, a, a new way of seeing things is is really valuable and a new um just in just introducing someone to a new strategy without actually explaining the strategy is very valuable in and of itself so for example i think most of your listeners would have heard of the term funnel right it's pretty, pretty popularized sure. by russell brunson over the last 10 years um so when russell first brought that concept to the market um or he didn't bring it he popularized it he taught it in a webinar. That was his main vehicle. Anyway, that in that webinar, he explained why a funnel is so powerful, right? Because it converts paid ads into whatever it is, customers or high-paying clients. It's a very short, you know, couple of pages that you use and you, all of us, you put, put in your advertising and out comes the dollars, right? And that's why it's so powerful. And just learning that for the first time, even though in the webinar, he didn't really go into how to write copy or how to set up a funnel specifically. It was very general. But just that concept of learning what a funnel is and why it's beneficial, that in and of itself is extremely valuable. And that's but it's really basic, right? So what you, you might have heard the term teach them the the teach them the what and the why, but not the how. That's what I've essentially just explained. 
just teaching the why without any what, just the why of like why this strategy is better than every other strategy, why funnels are better or why webinars are better or why this AI system is better. That is in and of itself, it's very um, uh, it's very beneficial, gives people hope, gives people another another direction, another path, as I said, hope. And um, and then the how, you well, that's when they can buy your product or your program or whatever. But the point is, coming back to what we're saying is, um, in order to deliver value, you don't have to teach them everything. Like to make the sale, you just have to kind of teach them the what and the why, and then um, and that will be enough to them to get your product. But it's when we go into all the details that can really trip us up or skip details, as you said. And go, how it all actually works. Yeah. So they just need to know the glossy of this is the problem you have. This is yeah. why this is a solution that will fix it, not how yeah. we actually are going to go about fixing. That's right. And one of the cool things that um, to really help with this, so I had a client, she, so I put together, um, I help clients put together like VSLs. The VSL is just like a short video. That's all it is. That that um, has a an outcome. It could be to sell a product or it could, this particular client, like most of our clients is to book a call, like to get people booking calls in her calendar. And generally they're about 10 minutes to 10, 15 minutes. You don't really want it too much longer than that because of just the just the engagement rates in today's market. You want it as short as possible. Anyway, she sent me the VS and I told her this. I said, you want it between like maximum 15 minutes. If you can get to 12 or 10 minutes, that's even better. She sent me the video and it was 34 minutes long. I didn't even review it. I just said, nope. Whatever you're teaching in that is too much detail. I don't even have to like look at it. I already know it's way too much. You're going into way too much detail. Take that and cut it in half, right? So what that forced her to do was go into the presentation and remove out detail. So that's the best thing, best piece of advice. If you're struggling with sales, right, whether it's on a sales call, website, whatever it is, create restrictions on yourself, right? Great one is like the time restriction for a VSL. If you're at 25 or 30 minutes, give yourself only 15 minutes or 12 minutes because that's going to force you to take out the detail and it's going to make force you to make your um, how you're explaining your system, your product, a lot more basic, a lot more simple. So, so creating restrictions really helps with um, cleaning up your copy and, and making it so uh, prospects can understand it a little bit, a little bit easier. So I know you touched on this, but and it didn't sound like you're the biggest fan in the world, but are you using ChatGPT or any AI writing? <laughs> I've used it once for about, no, I've used it once for about five minutes. So I just gave it a test to try like different headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at the, like for, for like copywriting, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think it, where I see the most power at the moment for me, it, it, it would be to like, if I did like a 30 minute coaching call or an hour long presentation would be to like plug it in chat all that, that hour long copy, you know, presentation into, um, <clears throat> into chat GPT and say, Hey, can you summarize these notes? Can you uh, make it, um, yeah, summarize it basically make the presentation shorter. Hey, take this and cut it in 50%, you know, half of what it, what it is. Um, so it'll simplify for you yep. and it'll give you ideas that I don't, I wouldn't use it. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's, okay it's it's not it's not it's not going to replace copywriting at any time soon but it it can help you with the heavy lifting of like menial tasks that maybe a va would do at the moment i would say i think it's really great for organizations who need to clean up their copy like our agency uses it and we have it being used by everyone on our team where even Mm. their email communications to clients 
right? Yeah. You are to productions. And what we do is we work with brands and put them into movies and TV yeah. shows and product placement and the like. And just a day-to-day communication style, it helps even people get started writing. Or as you were saying, you know, if you have too much stuff, having it break it down so that it helps you identify where are the actual main topics you're talking about so that you get yeah. rid of a lot of the fluff too. So. Yes. So that's what my, I or because I've done so much copywriting, I automatically don't. It's innate for you. I don't, yeah, it's innate. So that's why for me personally, I, but I can see because of all the coaching that I do on copywriting, how other people could use it for that. Um, yeah. that That is innate for me. Um, actually, there's another great tool for that. It's called Hemingway app. I think it is. Okay. And um, basically what you can do, you can put an email in there, you put a sales page, whatever bit of copy um, that your prospect is reading or yeah, potential client or whatever. And the Hemingway app will tell you, the, it'll give you a readability score and it'll highlight kind of easy to read and hard to read sentences. Mm-hmm. And it's free. You just literally copy and paste it in. Yeah. And the readability for copy should be around grade four or grade five. And generally, most people don't do it in grade grade 13 or 14. And when I often give this tool, one of the, you know, for my coaches to use, they say, well, my my prospects are smarter. You know, they're executives or something. It's like, well, you know, just because they're smarter doesn't mean that they want to work harder to consume your message, right? So you want to, they're still human, that here's the thing, the more energy that it takes for some to, con- to consume your message, like thinking that they have to do, even if they generally got a higher IQ, like th- you're going to get less people engaging with it. So you, it behooves you, like if you want more people to get through your message and click on the offer or whatever it is that you're trying to promote, it behooves you to simplify your message as much, po- much as possible as we've discussed already. And that's a great tool. And that that's one of the tools that helped me get into the um how it became more innate in terms of just writing pithy, like writing very, yeah, with with less fluff, basically, writing to the point. Um, but that's a great tool that will help point out your bad sentences. So when you're working with a new client and you are trying to figure out where to start, because I'm assuming people don't come to you and say, here's exactly what we need. More so they say, help. This is what we have. Uh, no, not necessarily. Help. It depends. I mean, they all come to me to book appointments in their calendar. so. That's where we always start in that regard. Uh, and then I always have a, the same process that I go through, um, which is um, we reach, we like, who's your dream client? Who are we going after? Then we look at their offer and make sure that offer speaks to that dream client. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we, um, once the market and the offer is done and they kind of match up, then the third step is we set up the appointment system. So the system that we use to generate appointments is very simple. We just run an ad and generally that pitches a free call, like a you know, free call strategy mm-hmm. session or whatever game plan. Sometimes it pitches their program. If their offer is good enough, we literally pitch their coaching program in the ad mm-hmm. and that goes straight to their calendar and that, and that's the system. And then we show them how to close. So we, in terms of like, do we know where to, like that's our process that we use every time. Um, so that's where we always start. I'm not sure if that answers your question. And so what are some of the mistakes you typically see people making with copywriting? Like, besides <laughs> How long do we take? How long do we have right now? Right? Like, but what are the standards yeah. that you see that are just like go-tos that you're like, yeah, they did it again? Um, so that's a good question. Um, so first step is, yeah, they're kind of half-assing the research, right? So not knowing their market well enough, I would say, is a, is, a, is a big mistake. So really knowing 
your market. Now, we could just have a bit of a, an advantage here or luxury is that we, because we do sales calls, every time you do a sales call, you're actually having a conversation with your market. So you get to learn about their fears and frustrations. But if you're running like an e-commerce store, if you're like an executive and you're detached from your market, um, you might not be on those calls, but that's one of the best things to do is literally, literally talk to your market. Yes, you can go on forums to do your research. To, um, another one is like books related to your topic, Amazon reviews. Amazon reviews are great. They'll tell you, hey, I love this book because of X, Y, Z. And so that'll tell you their desires. And then they'll say, but I didn't like it because it didn't help me with this, right? So you'll learn a lot from just from Amazon reviews on what a market likes and what their frustrations are and what they're, what they're looking for and that type of thing. Um, but yeah, actually having real world conversations with your market is, is important. And the reason why I say that is because then when, once you know your market, you know like what they're looking for, how they describe their problem that you solve. Then you put that in, in an ad and that's all copywriting really is, is just finding out what your market wants and just reflecting it back to them. That, that's literally all it is. And I think that's a big misconception with copywriting is that, you know, we sit down with a blank bit of paper and we go, how do we write some amazing copy? Mm-hmm. Amazing copy is just what the market is, what we found out in our research and we've just put it in a structured format, right? So it's got a head, what's the headline? What's the intro? That's all formulaic, but we fill that in you know, the the headline, the intro, the bullets, the, you know, the offer, that all gets filled in from the research. So we just go, oh, they, this is the main problem. And this is how they just, oh, they want more dates and they want them in 30 days. Okay. How to get, let's try that headline, how to get dates in 30 days. That can be the headline. Cause that's kind of like what we hear the most about what they want or whatever. So all, all we're doing with copywriting is reflecting back. And that's why I say it's, it starts, it starts with the market. Now, the next thing, I th- next big mistake in that in terms of the actual copywriting, um, yeah, is is probably not being clear enough with their language. And again, I think there's a misconception that with, with copywriting that you you have to be very you have to use like big words and be very um, have, you know, I don't know, really great. As they're like fifty cent words that are very impressive, but my copy is really direct and straight to the point. You know who you know who has great copy like this Frank Kern. So if you go look at Frank Kern's um copy, it's really it's really basic. He just he just uses really good um copywriting fundamentals and it might be like um like how to get the you know something simple like the new way to get clients on the internet or something like that. And and really basic, not not fluffy, but it 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 speaks to what the market wants, which was like getting clients. So I think you know, just speaking to that main problem that your market needs solving, whatever that is, doing that in the first instance is just doing it in a really clear way. Like, do you, like, I will help you with the diabetes, like, you know, diabetes. Do they have, like, what, what, what's the problem? Speak to that problem. That's the first thing. Be very clear. Don't be amb- ambig- ambiguity is a really big problem with, with copy. Clar- I, I say clarity converts with when I'm, when I'm instructing my clients, clarity converts. So sim- again, simplifying your message, use simple words to describe here. Yeah. Do you have this problem? Yes, I can help. Here's how I can help. And I just put that in almost always. It's a how-to headline, how to get X result, right? The result relates to the problem with this specific methodology, right? Whatever that is. And that's the unique mechanism. That's a little bit more um, <laughs> advanced, but um, keeping it simple, how to get X result in element in Y amount of time, how to get X result in three days, how to get it in 24 hours, how to get in the next 15 minutes, whatever that is. So again, just this is where using copywriting frameworks can be really helpful. That's a good place to start. 
if you've done your research. So copywriting frameworks are great because they help you kind of keep your message simple and straightforward, direct to the point. Don't think you have to be amazing with, with language. You get all your language from your prospects. Well, I think also, you know, you mentioned it again with, and with the examples that you're giving is that you're really painting a picture of the end result that is being sought. It's all in the end result. That's where the, so if you ever want to raise your price, <clears throat> come up with a better result, like position your offer to solve. So for example, I've got a, um, my campaign manager, she does branding for coaches, like in a separate business for herself. And she's like, hey, Luca, I want to sell this service to coaches. Um, it's like a branding package. And she said, I guess it's going to be about $5,000. And I go, well, what do, what, do you, what do I get for that? Let's say I'm a coach. I'm your dream client. What do I get for that? She's like, oh, what you get is a logo and um, like, a, like a color palette or something for your website so you know what your colors are. And that, that's, that was basically it, like a logo and colors. And that's You're how like, she just wow, okay. And that's how she described her offer. And and so I'm like, well, that's not worth five grand. And then literally serendipitously, like the uh, an ad popped up on my Instagram that, that day or the next day. And it said, let me show you how to double your conversions in your funnel with graphic design. So basically it was like a, a webinar where a guy was inviting. He's just like, hey, I'll show you how to, with your graphic design, which is the same thing. Branding graphic design is all the same how to double your conversions, right? So he's teaching basically the, the same thing. She she actually does kind of similar stuff as well. The same thing, but he's positioned his offer to solve a bigger result. So now, now he's he can sell that service, even though it's basically the same thing as what my campaign manager is selling for a much higher price point. So the, the point is, if you want to, you know, raise your prices, but this is in e-commerce or whatever, position your offer, to or communicate in a way that we're selling the most valuable result that you can for your market. And that's a big mistake that we, with copywriting is that we, we're not speaking to an end result that is particularly, if it's appealing, it's kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. And actually I, I got a client today. She said, um, so she sells an $8,000 relationship program to help her clients like heal their marriage. And she said, you know, we're getting a lot of people on, they have the money, but they balk, she said, these are her words, they balk at the $8,000 price. Mm-hmm. And again, before even reviewing her calls, I, I can tell her, I told her, or I can tell that the reason why they balk at the price is because she's not linking the that result, the end result, like a big enough end result to that 8,000, right? right? So that's her, she's not selling them correctly. So she's not finding out what it, what, what what's their dream marriage? What, they, what would they really love to get to? What would that feel like if they had their marriage like that? Where are they now? Get in their pain. And then, okay, and then you would link, hey, here's what you get in this program. I'm going to help you get that end result that you just described. That would be amazing. Oh, it's just 8K. Now it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. But if they're going, oh, that's that's 8K, that's not work it, worth it. She's not doing a good enough job finding out what that big end result is that the that the prospect wants. Mm-hmm. So the coming back to what you're saying, yeah, the value, like the value, your your price is always linked to the value. The value is in the result that you're promising that your product or program can get. And most of the time, I think a lot of people miss that and where they're, they need yep. explaining what their actual value is. And so that comes down to what you said, the the lack of being able to support the pricing that you're doing, mm. but it also, it's more than just that. I mean, sure, you could sell things at a lower level. It's also making it where people don't find you valuable, 
even at right. any level necessarily, yeah. if you don't have that reasoning and understanding of why. Exactly right. And I'll give um, some more advice on how to, the, the best way to find the value, I call them high ticket problems. I mean, because I'm in the high ticket space, so that's why I call it that. But it, this applies, to this, this approach or, or principle applies to e-commerce as well. If you want to, you know, raise your prices, you as I said, you position it to, to sell a bigger result, right? You'll, you know, communicate that you can sell. But where, where the easiest place to find that is just like a bigger problem. I like, you know, what's the, if you can solve a bigger problem for your market, just like that guy that I mentioned, the, the graphic designer, oh, hey, I could give you some logos and some, design, you know, some nice colors for your website, or I can show you how to increase the conversions of your funnel, right? That's a problem. Like low converting funnels is the, is the problem. Which are going to increase it, which reduces your cost per acquisition, increases profits, blah blah blah. Um, the easiest way to find that is like is to just solve a bigger problem. That's all that is. Just solve. Just go to your market. It's always your market. Go, always go to your market. Find out what's the biggest problem that they have. Can your product solve that? If it can, sell them what they want. Give them what they need. Sell them what they want. Yes, I can help you with that. This is how I can help you. I can get you in this amount of time with this little effort. You can get it this cheaply um, and you do it with this product or program. So it, it, it all starts with the market and identifying their problems and, and just picking like, what's the biggest, most valuable one? Like what's the biggest, most painful one, I should say, sorry. The biggest, most painful, most urgent problem, the bleeding neck problem. What is that? Because if you can solve that, they will pay you. They will, that's when they'll pay you. What else do people do that you're just like, come on, peeps, figure this out. Um, kind of like what I was doing in the beginning, which is thinking that a new funnel or a new, a new strategy will fix their broken message. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, my book funnel is not converting or this appointment, my webinar funnels are converting. So I'm going to go try this new AI funnel or new bot funnel or whatever it is, but you're still transporting the same broken message into these other funnels. As I said, like my... The way that I help my clients get clients is it's very simple. We literally just add calendar. It just goes straight to the like straight to the calendar. It might be like a short, like five minute video or something, but it's very, very simple. The reason why we can do that is because it's it's we we spend time getting the message right. Like what is the what is an offer that this market really wants? And because we pick out that painful problem, that high ticket problem, they book appointments. So for example, I've got two business partners. They were clients, they're now business partners. One um, she helps women who have cancer. So she went through cancer. She has a system that um, she uses with her clients that helps them to basically beat cancer without traditional protocols. And so that's a big problem, right? Cancer. So we literally pitched the program in the ad and she's getting a point. I mean, last week, um, like, or the week before, her appointments are $6 each, like $6 for an appointment. Yeah, six dollars for an appointment. That's a lot of work. Um, sorry. That's a lot of work for an appointment. A lot of work. Work for six dollars for an appointment, or so six. So six dollars it costs her to book a someone oh, in a. It. it costs. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I missed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is very low. It's very yeah, low. That is. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so we we don't have like you know a book funnel which then leads to upsells and downsells and things or we don't have a webinar we just go straight to, you know straight into the calendar and then we have a just good, a good sales process and a good offer so we 
we lever- we we work on the most important things, the fundamentals, the messaging, the offer, and then we just keep our strategy really simple. But the point is, if if you're whatever strategy you funnel strategy you're using to convert your traffic into appointments or sales, you know if that's if it's not working, generally it's not the strategy; it's your messaging in there. So that's that's a thing's mis- confusing. Sorry, something's confusing about it. Exactly right, and that's usually it. it's just like the as I say, clarity. Like the prospect just doesn't understand at the simplest level how can your offer help me. Right. Yeah. So, and then beyond that, I mean, besides getting had the initial sell and and getting them on board that mm. the offer can help, my assumption is that without really good copy writing, you can also continue to lose them through the sales process, even to the point of the pricing mechanism or proposal or however it might be by not being really super clear again on what the deliverables are and what you're getting if you're giving them just a ton of information. Yes. So there's, so basically the way it works, this is why we, so you, you find out about your market, right? Then you craft your offer. And that's kind of like the two ends of your funnel. If you think about it, you've got your market here that you're advertising to and you're leading them to your offer, which is at the end of a sales conversation. Um, for, for me, for an e-commerce store, it's like the, the website that we're sending them to, right, with the sales, with information on the product. But anyway, um, so yeah, so but you start there and then you ideally you want to keep everything like to because you, you're right, if you don't have every, all the steps, right, so the first step is to, you know, to go to this page which explains how to book an appointment, right? And here's what we're going to talk about on the appointment. And then the next step is to like show up to the appointment. So we've got to have the show up emails and the reminder emails. And then we have the, um, generally do a two-step process for our paid ad campaign. So we talk to them first, we qualify them, and then we invite them to a second, which is the sales call. And then we'll have trainings that we give them like a short training between the first and second call. Anyway, everything needs to be in alignment. So the the emails need to explain, you know, they need to be all in alignment with. And what that means is the messaging generally just always comes back to that main problem. Hey, on this call, we're going to talk about how to get consistent dates. On this call, we're going to talk about, you know, there's a show up emails, right? How to get, how to lose weight or whatever, you know, it's a plan to lose weight. So it's always in alignment with that main high ticket problem. Um, because as you said, if you, if you don't have your messaging in alignment, then yeah, you, you lose people all the way to the very last second when you tell them the price of the of the program or whatever so answer your question is yes and that's why there's a it's it basically think of it like um well the good thing is you don't have to have them all in alignment out of the gate i I like to think of it like kind of like dominoes so the first domino is let's just get people booking in the calendar we just focus on that and we don't even worry about the sale like the sales script or anything until we get that okay now people are booking in okay are they showing up okay let's get the shop let's make sure they're watching that training that's all. Okay. Are we qualifying them? Yep. They're qualifying. They're coming through the second call. And once you knock over that domino, then you don't have to worry about it again. It's just like, that's the thing that we do every single time. And it just, it's repeated. So that is the cool thing about the process. You can kind of just do it one step at a time. And that's what I do with, do with my clients. And then the type of clients that you work with are very vast. And do you see that as far as when I say vast, the coaches, the services and the like, and they're, they're not all exactly the same type. Does this differ at all? Or is it truly exactly the same for everyone? Um, well, my marketing is created in such a way where I speak to coaches that want appointments in their calendar with paid advertising. So I'm very specific about that, that I use, like my messaging is already, hey, if you want to turn paid ads into high paying clients, 
we'll create the system for you and then we'll show you like we'll, to book appointments in your calendar then we'll show you how to close them so generally yeah coat most like say 95 of the time i'm talking to a coach <laughs> they know that they want to run paid ads so they're a little bit more experienced um they don't want to do the organic stuff anymore and that's by design that's who i want to speak to so i'm very clear that i it's about paid advertising before we speak mm -hmm. so they have that mindset that they're going to be spending money um, and they all want appointments in their calendar. They want like a systemized, scalable system. So again, my messaging is dialed in a way where I do speak to the basically the same type of coach every single time. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get like a more advanced coach that's maybe heard my podcast or whatever they know, because I've scaled campaigns to like $25,000, dollars a day um, with, with some clients. So um, I can work with more experienced coaches as well. So they kind of come through every now and then as well. But generally it's the coach that want to get into advertising for the, for the first time. Do you think that most people approach copy writing? We already kind of talked about it before, but just that it's too much with everything that they're doing, that they're just not drilling it down to the core essentials of being able to really talk to the point that they are trying to get across. So, you know, we talked about the fluff in there. Is it are people, I, mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are people doing, trying to add too much into what they're trying to do? You're trying to get someone to show up for a phone call and that's your entire intent. Do you yeah. think other people are trying often in their copywriting that they're trying to, they've gone past the show up for the appointment and that they're adding too much filler and fluff trying to also get it closed? They haven't even had the appointment yet, but now they're trying to close the business. Yeah, pro yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, yes, I do see that. It's like as it's come back to what we said before about putting in too much of the fluff in there and not treating it just like I said before with pill it like a domino, right? Just what's the next action step that you want them to take, and what are the benefits to them for taking that action step? So, for example. What booking the appointment? What's the benefit for them having a call with you? What are you going to do on the call together? What are the benefits of the call? Focusing on that, and then getting them to show up to the calls, just reminding them of those benefits again. That's all we do with the show up emails. Then once they're on the um, uh, on the call, you take them through regular sales process, and you're just again focusing on now the program. But yeah, to try and start, I do see this quite a bit where you start talking about your program or your product in those show up emails or you know, at other points of the funnel or the sales process when it's not needed. Yes, that does, that does happen. So I'm not sure if that's what you, if that's no, what it is. that is, that was, that was a long and short way to get to the <laughs> same point where you are trying to actually close the deal before you even actually have the potential. Yeah. Yeah. I see that a lot with coaches. They start talking about their program, like particularly like on the homepage of their website. Mm -hmm. It's like these prospects don't even know about you. Just get them to opt into your email list first. Like just give away a free guide to get them on your email list before you even start talking about your program um yes there's is it's often trying to get to that sale a bit too quickly because uh, again we will we're in love with our program and we think that as soon as we start talking about it oh of course everyone else is going to be in love with it and they're just going to want to buy it which no you have to take them through um you've probably heard the analogy before you can't like just ask them to marry you on the first date right there's like a process that you have to have to take them through but most people in sales are very good at proposing on the first date well if you're good at sales, I mean, there's still a, you still have to get them on the phone call, right? So you still have to know that's still a process um, to get to, if someone just landed on your website and there was just like a long sales page, the chance, even if you're an amazing copywriter, the chance of 
you converting that completely cold prospect that's just is is like point zero you're an amazing copywriter right point zero 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 like one percent um but if you're an amazing salesperson you can like as i said if you're really really good you can do like a one call close and this is why i don't do the one call closes with my clients because they're not amazing at sales i want to make it easy for them so we do a two-step we do a 15 minute first to make sure the person's qualified Mm -hmm. if they are we invite them to a second call and then before the second call, we get them to watch a, a pre-call training for like 20 minutes. They just, again, just introduces them to a bit more about the coach and their process and their case studies and testimonials. It just warms them up. Um, and then it makes that that final sales call really, you know, a lot easier to, to close. But well, if you're really good. Too. It also disqualifies well, yeah. them nicely. And then it doesn't add exactly right. the cost of your acquisition yeah, the- if you weren't actually interested. Exactly right. So the two-step I find is really, really good for paid traffic because um, you get a lot of people that are just not qualified with paid ads because you're scaling it, right? So you're getting a lot of people coming through. Um, that's why I like the two-step. But even still, there are companies out there just, just do a one-step and they um, like Cole Gordon's company, for example, he, he works in sales and his whole program, his whole thing is about his sales program. And his salespeople just do a one, one call close from paid ad, like paid ads, jump on a phone, sell an $18,000 offer in, in one call. If you have a really strong sales process and you're very good at sales, you can, like you can do that. I'm not sure why we got, got on this topic, but it's, um, uh, it's so you're saying like, you know, selling a person in, in one go, you can do it. You just have to be very good at sales. And then how can people find you and learn more about you and all of your awesome content? Uh, yeah, so I give away a pretty much everything for free because <laughs> I'm not really looking to bring on, I mean, I'll do like consulting clients now with their advertising campaigns, but in terms of like the done done for you that I still don't really do that anymore. So I just give away everything for free. So I guess the easiest place to check me out is to go to, um, if you just go to lukecharlton.com, there's a, you can get on my, there's a free guide there, the nine email offers that get clients for free. So you can just opt into that, get the free guide get on my email list. And I also have a podcast that I do most days with like 10, five to 10 minute episodes on marketing and sales advice where I just, I was going to create a paid newsletter, uh, but I just couldn't be bothered. So I just give it all away in that, in the podcast of everything I've learned over the last decade. So that a lot works. of great stuff on that one. Yeah. Okay. Any last words of parting advice to our listeners today? Any last words? Um, the fundamentals might not be the sexiest thing, but they're the things that make money. So I'd focus on the on the things you know, the, the boring things that may be tedious in the beginning, but they're the things that make you money. Well, that is a good solid strategy. Do the things that are super boring because they will lay the groundwork so that you can go out and make lots of money. Yeah. So I when you say super boring, like to me, I like them because they I make they make make me money. So maybe in the book in the in the beginning they'll probably feel a bit tedious or boring. But I assure you, once the sales start coming in, you, you'll be the one telling all of your employees to like go study this copywriting book. And they'll be like, I don't want to study that copywriting book. But anyway, it's fun when you start making money is my point. It's not boring. I'm fascinated with copywriting. I am fascinated with okay. how words sell. And yeah, that you can absolutely change and pivot based on what you're saying and that if you're writing you can it's just like the universe reaches out and grabs them and gets to the end right and it really is clear and it's yeah yeah i and, agree it's powerful to like um probably the what addicted to addicted how i got addicted or hooked on copywriting 
was the power, the just the power, right? It, it, it of like I can literally just sit down, write words, and I can make money, you know. And that's that's a really empowering place to be in my life, right? I know that no matter what happens in to my clients or the economy or whatever, I always have that skill to rely on. Um, and that and that is incredibly empowering. I think that's what got me addicted. And the other thing is it makes money, which is which is which is pretty cool as well. Um, gives me a lot of freedom to do what I want. So yeah. yeah for a lot of people, writing's not easy. And coming up with um really honed copy is something that they need help with. And it's not, you know, that is why ChatGPT can help for those, you know, that really don't have any other sources. That's a place to start. That's true. And it's also the, in, remember that ChatGPT works on input. So the quality of the input is the quality of the output. And that's why I say like copywriting is, you don't have to be amazing at, at writing or copy. It's just going to the market and they will tell you. So you do a bunch of research. You just know your market inside and out, their fears, their frustrations, their desires, the number one big high ticket problem that you're solving and then yes, you can then you can go over to ChatGPT and help you to kind of organize it. That's great. But again, the input, right? So if you if you go to ChatGPT and put in the wrong problem that you're solving for your market or the wrong frustrations, ChatGPT is just going to spit that, reflect it back out, and you're going to go and try and use that message because you've put the wrong information in. It's giving you the wrong information back. So it's the quality of the inf- input is the quality of the output with ChatGPT uh, and, and all these types of um, copywriting frameworks. So do that, know your market, and that's where it all starts. And that is why copywriters are still going to be needed in the exactly land right. of AI. Exactly right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. I think that more businesses, including my own, could leverage better writing in order to storytell, because that's really what you're doing. And words are extremely powerful and impactful. And I appreciate you helping shed light on exactly how impactful they can be. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you have any questions ever about how your brand can become part of someone's script who has very well written it, of course, in a movie or TV show through product placement, please reach out to my team and we're happy to connect and chat more. Have a great day.